You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hello, everybody. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz. Thank you again for tuning in. I'm joined by Rhett Bollinger. We're going to talk Twins and uh, Rhett. You know, things were looking up when we last spoke. Uh, or actually, right after we last spoke, a couple walk-off wins against the Indians. And then the Tigers series happened. Uh, what do you make of the Twins' April in general? Obviously, to say it did not go the way they intended is an understatement. Yeah, it was a really tough one for them. You know, obviously high expectations coming off last year, their first winning record since 2010. They thought, okay, a good start finally would be, uh, you know, something they definitely welcome because they've really had a lot of rough starts uh, the last five years or so. Um, and it continued. Obviously, we talked a lot about the 0-9 start. Um, started to play a little bit better baseball after that, um, kind of like 500 ball after that. But then, of course, yeah, like I said, getting swept by the Tigers uh, was a tough series. Um, it's just, you know, kind of back to square one now. Um, you know, more than 10 games under 500 trying to kind of get back, it's going to take a lot. I mean, obviously, the, the one thing they can kind of lean on was last year, uh, they won, I believe, 20-7 and seven in May um, and kind of got back into it because of that. So if they can have one big month like that, you know, it really helps them. But obviously, even one big month like that would only get them to 500. Um, so I think right now it's kind of leaning on some of the youngsters, some of the roster moves they made during the week. You know, guys up here like Jose Barrios and, and Alex Meyer. Byron Buxton went down, though. So, um, you know, the, the, the mood in the clubhouse is, is still – optimistic, but I think at this point, um, you know, if it lasts too much longer, uh, we'll kind of see how it goes. Yeah, let's dig into these transactions a little bit. Uh, the, the Buxton move happened, uh, had to be just a couple hours after we recorded our podcast last week. Uh, he gets sent back down to AAA, and, you know, he struck out in pretty, I believe it was half of his plate appearances, and I think you noted this, Red. He went one for 28 with 24 strikeouts when the count reached two strikes. Um, so don't have to look long and hard to see where the adjustment has to come. Yeah, exactly. That's the big thing for him is with his speed, he needs to make more contact. Um, even if he has the ball on the ground, he's got a good chance of beating it out. Uh, if he can bunt for a hit, that would really help him. Um, his strike zone discipline was a little bit better this year, but for whatever reason, he wasn't even making contact on balls in the zone. Um, so I wonder if it kind of just got in his head a little bit. And I wonder, too, maybe his mechanics got off a little. I know he changed him up in spring training, kind of introducing a new leg kick, and I wonder um, – I wonder if that maybe kind of messed up his timing. Um, so I think going to AAA is probably the right move for now. Uh, he'd only played, I believe, like 12 games there in his career. Um, so I, I think that he kind of needed that seasoning. I think the Twins were hoping that he was ready. Obviously, last year he came up when Aaron Hicks got hurt, and I think even Terry Ryan has admitted that he was rushed to the majors last year. I think that's kind of a little bit why he you know, had those struggles. But I think that, okay, maybe, you know, after last year playing a little bit at AAA, playing better in September – that he was ready, and, and clearly he wasn't yet. So I don't think it's time to panic. He's still only 22 years old. He still has a great skill set. Um, but the kind of concerning thing is just the strikeout rate. I think as long as he can kind of work on that and work on making consistent contact, um, that would be huge for him. Because it's funny, like you said, going, what, one for 28 with two strikes? I think Joe Maurer is hitting, I think, 390 with two strikes this year. So, I mean, I mean that's kind of unusual. Yeah. I'm not saying he's leading the league, but, I mean, it shows you a veteran hitter like Joe Maurer, what he does when he gets two strikes, doesn't panic and – you know, still has his plan and looks for his right pitch, whereas a guy like Buxton, seems like he gets the two strikes and he expands the strike zone and swings at, you know, balls or looks at strikes. I mean, basically everything could possibly go wrong. Two strikes has kind of happened to him. So I do think there's still hope for his future, obviously. He's still a very, you know, highly regarded prospect, but uh, certainly 
uh, not a good start to the season for him. All right, and Buxton goes down, but Jose Barrios, as you mentioned, comes up. Uh, we're recording this before his second start against the Astros. His first start against the Indians was pretty much what you expect, right? It was, it was uneven. It had flashes of brilliance and, and flashes where you know uh, the kid's going to have to make adjustments. But uh, it certainly seems like a, a situation where he'll get a long leash to, to figure himself out at the big league level. Yeah, I think so. You're right. I mean, those first starts are always kind of tough. You know, the, the nerves. I think part of it, too, was uh, not to make excuses, but even the weather was tough. You know, the guy had to deal yeah. with a 45-minute rain delay. Um, the weather was, I think, in the low 40s, you know, throughout the game, uh, and kind of just windy and just bad weather in general. Um, and he hasn't pitched in bad weather too often. I think he obviously had a couple of those starts in Rochester. But otherwise, most of their affiliates, you know, are obviously Fort Myers, Florida, Chattanooga, a little bit warmer places. So, um, yeah, and I think the nerves obviously play a role. I looked at the first starts for a lot of the Twins players, and truthfully, uh, most of them struggled in their first start and had a great second start. I mean, Phil Hughes, looking back with the Yankees, uh, Irvin Santana with the Angels, even Tyler Duffy last year was a great example of his first start. You know, got shelled by the, the Blue Jays and then bounced back his next start and was great the rest of the way. So I think you can kind of throw the first one out and, like you said, just kind of look at the positives and see the stuff that he has. I mean, he has an incredible fastball, you know, pumping it up to 97 miles per hour as a starter. Um, a good breaking ball and a really good changeup. So I think it's just more of a command issue. You know, you can't walk guys or, or leave a fastball in the wrong spot. And I think the big thing too was credit to the Indians was, you know, he'd get two strikes on guys and throw the pitches he thought was a great pitch, and they'd foul it off. Whereas you know, in the International League in AAA, the same pitches you know were getting swung over the top for a strike yeah. three or you know, and you get up to the majors and these better hitters either lay off the good stuff or just you know are able to foul it back and then wait for a pitch in the zone because all of a sudden they get the count in their favor back to even so um i think he wants to kind of get dig his eye out a little bit better and, and can locate his pitches a little better put guys away um that'll be key but he has the stuff to put guys away we know that I mean, he led the, led the uh, minor leagues in strikeouts last year um so he's a strikeout pitcher so i'm not worried about uh, you know foul balls ruining his uh, you know next few starts or like that but it was a good sign from uh, you know good good at bats from the indians um so yeah i'm curious to see how it goes the rest of the way for him but uh, certainly a big prospect for the twins one of the bigger pitcher prospects they've had um, in a long time, really. Uh, so it's kind of exciting to see how it'll do the rest of the way. Yeah, there's a lot to work with there. As you said, the, the weather really put the burr in Burrios and uh, <laughs> crazy movement on his pitches. My God, I mean, everything just had sick movement on it. Uh, that's going to take him very far in the big league. Uh, Alex Meyer gets a start in the rotation, his first major league start. Uh, obviously had a rough relief outing against the Tigers on Friday, but what are the expectations for him uh, going forward here? Yeah, I'm curious to see how it goes. You know, I think coming into spring training, I think most people thought that he would just be a reliever this year and come out as a reliever, and that was kind of his new role. Um, but they ended up putting him in as a starter, kind of thinking, okay, well, you know, worst case we can start him and then move him to relief um, if needed just because, you know, it's easier to go from starting to relieving instead of having to get stretched out. Um, and sure enough, in his three starts at Rochester, he was so dominant um, that they thought, okay, bring him up and maybe use him in long relief, and then sure enough, didn't even need him in long relief, really. And, and then they decided that Tommy Malone uh, was really kind of struggling there, not getting through the fifth inning, I think, in three of his four starts. So they decided to bring up Meyer to start all of a sudden. And he hadn't pitched in so long, they wanted to kind of get him action there on Friday. Um, didn't go well at all. And his first two pitches were, I think, 96 and 96. But they were both singles back-to-back, on back-to-back pitches. So um, this kind of I think even after those two, he kind of, I think his confidence kind of, you know, fell back a little bit. Like, oh, here we go again, because last year, his two relief appearances in the majors didn't go very well uh, very well either. So, um, 
Yeah, I think that he needs to kind of, you know, realize that this is a fresh start because obviously coming into that game, came in the middle of an inning, was just trying to get his pitch count up, uh, got around 30 pitches. So I think he should be stretched out enough here. I'm sure he was dealing with some rust, having not pitched in about 10 days. Um, so I think for him it's just kind of a mental thing and kind of regain some of that confidence that he had, uh, that he had in AAA. Because the same thing, the stuff is there. I mean, the guy throws, you know, 97, can touch 98 even. You know, I think at the pass he touched 100 miles per hour uh, with his fastball. Um, and, and a great curveball. Uh, working on the changeup, didn't throw it in relief. He said he's been throwing it at AAA. Um, so the stuff is there. For him, I think it's always just kind of been a little bit of a mental thing and getting his, his arm angle correct because for a six foot nine guy, sometimes he doesn't come all the way over the top as much as he should because uh, with his stuff, he should be able to kind of come, you know, come down on the hitters and be able to get ground balls with his height. Um, but I feel like his arm angle's kind of dropped over the years. So he's worked this season to kind of get it back up there. And sure, it certainly was, you know, working in AAA. So they are going to give him a shot. I have a feeling that Barrios probably has a longer leash just because he's more of a prospect and they want to see more Barrios because if Meyer were to you know, not do too well as starting, they could always move him back to relief, whereas obviously Barrios is just going to be a starter, whether it's here at AAA. So I'm um, curious to see how Meyer does. You know, I haven't seen him start before. Um, this will be his first one in the majors, uh, but certainly has the same thing kind of like Barrios, the tools to be a good starter, but we'll see if he can stick as a starter or he'll go back to relief at some point. Uh, on the subject of relief, Fernando Abad has been good. Uh, probably the Twins' best reliever in the early going. I saw Rhett, you had a story about him. He credits the, quote, super changeup for his success. Tell me about that pitch. Yeah, exactly. It was just kind of one of those things where I was watching him and going, what is that pitch he's throwing? Because I knew, it was, you know, you look up on the board and you'd see, you know, curveball 81, 82. You'd see changeup 78, 79. And I'm like, wait, no, what's that he throw a changeup and it would be like, 62, 63. I mean, we're talking like a 15-mile-per-hour difference. I'm like, what is he throwing here? So I went up to him, and I'm like, Brando, what, you know, what is that pitch? What are you doing up there? He's like, oh, I call it the super changeup. So I guess <laughs> in spring training, he was just uh, kind of experimenting and started kind of same grip that he uses, but he just kind of spread his fingers out a little bit more um, and realized in the spring he could locate it, even though it was gripped a little differently. Um, and it changed the velocity by so much, and sure enough, uh, it's been working. You know, I looked it up on the pitch effects, and uh, to kind of make sure that he wasn't, you know, to see if he had the ranges correct. And sure enough, yeah, I think his lowest one he's thrown has been 62. And the fastest one of the changeups he's thrown has been like 81. So it's definitely a wide range. And I think hitters are only hitting 100 off of his changeup, too. So uh, that pitch is certainly working and getting them strikeouts. I mean, he has a good curveball, too. He came in uh, the game on Sunday and froze Anthony Ghost with a, a curveball and a strike three. Um, I think he struck out, I think, I want to say like 14 guys and about 10 and two-thirds innings, so he's striking out a lot of batters this year. Um, and, you know, he's a guy that had a great uh, year two years ago. I mean, he was one of the best relievers on the A's, had an ERA and the one throughout the entire season. Last year kind of fell off a little bit, uh, but so did the rest of the A's bullpen, it sure seemed like. Um, and he claimed, too, that I think not pitching in the, the winter league the year before kind of caused him to come into the season a little bit rusty and um, didn't pitch as well, whereas this year he did play in the, you know, Dominican uh, winter league there during the off season and uh, came in as a minor league free agent. The Twins obviously desperately needed a lefty reliever. Um, and he's definitely been that for him because, you know, the Twins obviously were looking at guys like you know, Tony Sipp and Anthony Antonio Bristardo, some of these guys. Uh, and sure enough, he's been better than either of those guys. Um, and he came with a minor league deal. So it uh, looks like a bargain for the Twins. We'll see if he can keep it up. But with that super change up and uh, the mix of pitches that he's got, he certainly got a chance to be one of the better relievers on the team going forward. All right, great stuff as always from Rhett. 
want to thank you, thank him for joining us, and thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Minnesota Twins Edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.